Welcome to the Everlasting Education Podcast, the best of education through a gentle contempt for education. Hi, folks. Scott Postman, Joffrey Swade here, and we're your hosts today. Joffrey, how's it going? I'm doing great. It is summertime. You and I both spent much of our, many of our childhood evenings with the radio on listening to classic rock. So I have one thing to say to you. <laughs> School's out, out for the summer. summer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. A little, a little bit of Alice Cooper going on uh, here. Yeah. Alice Cooper's a Christian now. So yeah, he is. He is. It's, it's, it's kind of a fun, uh, kind of a fun thing, you know, but, uh, yeah, so we're recording this on actually the final day of Kepler classes, right? Yeah. And uh, by the time this drops, it'll be the first week of summer. And so we're going to talk a little bit about summertime. Mm. Yeah, what do you what do you do with summertime? And and you know, I think this is the the plight of every parent uh, and and every student as well that you know it's easy to just kind of get into a rote pattern of entertaining and amusing ourselves right. when this is a great opportunity to if I can use the term self-referentially <laughs> play <laughs> yeah. with your education. Well, you know, it's, it's one, one should never do nothing. Doing nothing is toxic. Yeah. But what one should do is both work and play. And, you know, we're, we're, we're educating ourselves and it can be educational to, to do what from the outside may look like nothing, Yeah, but it shouldn't be nothing. One of the most idyllic uh, and constructive summers I spent I was when I was 12 or 13, I lived in Edmonton, Alberta, and I spent that entire summer sleeping under trees mm. by the river yeah, uh, with some books. And I, would read, <laughs> and I would sleep under a tree and I would read and I would sleep under a tree. Uh, that was great. Man, what? <laughs> I'm just wondering how I could do that this summer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. What a, what, yeah. A, what a great time. Those days might be gone for us, but not for all our listeners. No, well, and you know, as a kid, for me, the summer times often were spent at different family members. So aunts and uncles or, mm -hmm. or family members would, you know, it was kind of like it was round robin for all the cousins. Yeah. And, and we would go to different states. And I mean, that's where, you know, we played, you know, shotguns and played ball and, you know, just, it was just a new experience and a new opportunity. And it was, you know, it was a good opportunity to spend some time with your family yeah. you don't get to see often. So one of the things I was thinking about, and this might seem like an odd connection right at first, um, but there's this great poem by Billy Collins mm. um, called Workshop. And I'm wondering if you would read it for us because oh, yes. you, you've got the great radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, a, this is a favorite of, of both of ours. And I believe that this particular uh, poem is, is out there on YouTube so you can hear uh, Collins read it himself. But uh, yeah, here, Billy Collins with Workshop. I might as well begin by saying how much I like the title. It gets me right away because I'm in a workshop now, so immediately the poem has my attention, like the ancient mariner grabbing me by the sleeve. And I like the first couple of stanzas, the way they establish this mode of self-pointing that runs through the whole poem and tells us that words are food thrown down on the ground for other words to eat. I can almost taste the tail of the snake in its own mouth, if you know what I mean. But what I'm not sure about is the voice, which sounds in places very casual, very blue jeans, but other times seems standoffish, professorial in the worst sense of the word, like the poem is blowing pipe smoke in my face. <laughs> but maybe that's just what it wants to do. What I did find engaging were the middle stanzas, especially the fourth one. I like the image of clouds flying like lozenges, which gives me a very clear picture. And I really like how this drawbridge operator just appears out of the blue with his feet up on the iron railing and his fish pole jigging. I like jigging a hook in the slow industrial canal below. 
I love slow industrial canal below all those L's. Maybe it's just me, but the next stanza is where I start to have a problem. I mean, how can the evening bump into the stars and what's an obligato of snow? Also, I roam the decaffeinated streets. At that point, I'm lost. I need help. <laughs> the other thing that throws me off, and maybe this is just me, is the way the scene keeps shifting around. First, we're in this big aerodrome, and the speaker is inspecting a row of dirigibles, which makes me think this could be a dream. Then he takes us into his garden, the part with the dahlias and the coiling hose. Though that's nice, the coiling hose. But then I'm not sure what we're supposed to be. The rain and the mint green light, that makes it feel outdoors. But what about this wallpaper? Or is it a kind of indoor cemetery? There's something about death going on here. In fact, I start to wonder if what we have here is really two poems or three or four or possibly none. But then there's the last stanza, my favorite. This is where the poem wins me back, especially the line spoken in the voice of the mouse. I mean, we've all seen those images in cartoons before, but I still love the details he uses when he's describing where he lives. The perfect little arch of an entrance in the baseboard, the bed made out of a curled back sardine can, the spool of thread for the table. I start thinking about how hard the mouse had to work night after night collecting all these things while the people in the house were fast asleep, and that gives me a very strong feeling, a very powerful sense of something. But I don't know if anyone else is feeling that. Maybe that was just maybe. Maybe that's just the way I read it. <laughs> I love this poem. It <laughs> is such a fun poem. Like the poem is blowing pipe smoke Smoking in my face. <laughs> and you know, I, I'm sure readers caught this, but you know, this poem was describing itself. So when it talks about the fourth stanza, you're actually reading <laughs> the fourth stanza. Well, I, I, I think this is so fun because it does remind me of education in the summertime. He's mm. playing in this poem, right? right. You know, and, and we, we talked about the idea that it's self self-referential, but it's an opportunity to do something serious playfully. Yeah. Right. And playfully, that, that's such an important word, because, you know, if, if, if we uh, it, it would be easy enough to read that poem and think, well, he's making fun of workshops or it's easy enough for a look for us to look at people playing and think, oh, look, they're wasting time mm -hmm. and for us to be really cynical about everything. But that's not the case. Right. Billy Collins yep. is just relishing. He's, he's he obviously has a lot of fondness for the process of workshopping and just messing around with poetry and. You know, when we're playing, we should be playful uh, about everything. And that actually is productive and creative. Right. Yeah. Right. You're actually making and doing good things. In a sense, you are working. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and but it, what it what it isn't is you simply passing time. Right. And I think that that's the ditch on either side where we resort to this very utilitarian sort of approach to our education on one side, or then we take a break and we just fall into the ditch of entertainment and amusing right. ourselves. But here's an opportunity really in the summer to, to play. You're not in, in a, um, uh, a curriculum where you're, you're focused and you've got a certain amount of assignments to get done and a test to take at the end. There's no assessment. You just get to dive into those things that bring you delight right. and, and grow as a human being. This is where education really flourishes as a human education. Right. Education is the formation of the man. And you're, you're talking now about growing and flourishing. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm, I don't think either one of us would say, you know, you must play for the sake of improvement. That's <laughs> yeah, not right. it at all. No, no, no. But what we're saying is that delight and creativity mm -hmm. is going to bring you nearer to God, make you more fully human and make you a better maker. 
Yeah, I, I wrote down a few ideas in regard to what you just said. Just mm. I just jotted down just randomly, no particular order, just ideas like what would you do with your summer? What would you recommend? What are some things that uh, might even just spark some ideas for some of our, our students? So I, I thought maybe I would read a few of these yeah. and let you react to them. What do you Absolute, think? Let's do it. All right. So I was um, thinking, first of all, what about an internship somewhere? Yeah, I mean, internships are are awesome. And if you're in high school, that's your opportunity to have a playful internship, yeah. right? When you're in college and you're like, oh, well, you know, I should get my internship should be something that is going to lead into my profession. Or, and, you know, it's it, the, there's a lot more at stake as you're weighing your decisions. But maybe it's time for you to say, you know, I've, I've always been interested in being a writer or I've been interested in design. Let's get an internship at a games shop. Yeah. Let's get an internship with a game designer. Let's, you know, maybe I wouldn't do this at age 19, 20, 21, uh, but I'm 16. Right. Let's, and let, let me try to convince someone to bring me on board for something that's, that's really creative. That's a little bit more of a stretch. Well, that way you get an opportunity to give of your time and you get to learn something, you know, and maybe it's not even for a paycheck. Maybe you don't even need a paycheck. Yeah. Well, one of the most formative uh, things for me as a homeschooler when I was in high school, this wasn't just for summer, but uh, I volunteered at uh, the Boston Museum of Science. Wow. And, you know, that experience, so, I, and I was assigned to uh, the discovery zone, it was called. And it was where all the, the it was a hands-on zone, particularly designed for kids, but people of all ages came. And obviously, you, know, you can see immediately how that experience would have been enriching for me. But then just putting yourself out there is so useful. I formed a friendship with a World War II veteran. Um, and I, at that time, I was huge into World War II stuff. Like I could tell you, like what you know, what engine was in which plane, and where the factories that built the engines were. I can't tell you any of that stuff now. Uh, but this guy took a real shine to me, and um, so there I, I had this this relationship sort of at work at a job uh, with a man who was in his seventies, and oh. and was interested in a lot of the same stuff I was. He he liked that I asked him good questions and, and we just and mean and when people came in we would go work with them and show them the bugs or whatever um but you know that was that was so enriching for me and even the other day i met someone who had been in the navy who's someone my age and had flown p3s mm. which this friend of mine flew during the cuban missile crisis and i was able to connect with, with wow. this guy who had flown <laughs> an airplane that was super old for him you know <laughs> but anyway so you it, w w this is a your summertime internships volunteer experiences whatever they are they really are uh times of of growth and expansion they're not necessarily just about fine-tuning some skill yeah i you know f for me i i had an opportunity one summer to work for uh, actually it was two summers i worked for a taxidermist wow yeah so i learned like i, I mean my job was things like skiving hides which is like you pick all the flesh and fat off the, you uh -huh. know, but like we did bear and badger and deer. And at that time I, I hunted, I, I got an elk and in, in exchange, he did my, um, my elk for free did yeah. a mount, wow. a head mount. But well, it was, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta yeah. say right now, as a Kepler representative, that's better than a biology class. Well, <laughs> really? Yeah, like, yeah. And and ideally, you have both. Yeah. Right. But what what an experience! It was so much fun just to learn about and do all these things. And I, you know, I imagine it was hopefully helpful to him not to have to do all the dirty work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. So internship. Um, now, this is probably really common, but I, I have a certain twist on this. I thought, but a summer job. Uh -huh. Okay. But what about doing a summer job? Of something that you would never ever do it's not even something that's really on your radar like intentionally 
pick up a job of doing something that's not in your wheelhouse just to get a different perspective on life and enjoy it. Fun. Yeah. I mean, that's some of the same stuff that we've been talking about with internships and all that. I think that's a, a great decision. Summer can be a great time to stretch uh, yourself out. Mm-hmm. And puts a, put a little bit of money in the bank too, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you know, it may be that you, it's also a great time to start a business. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. There you go. Yep. You know, like one of, one of my sons, um, for, for a couple of years, um, made up really pretty good money painting models, wow. painting little models for, you know, like for, for games. He was huge into games. He started painting. People saw that. Oh, oh you know, this kid is as good as the adults and he charges kid prices. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. You know, so whatever, think of something Score. that you want to, you want to, you know, when, when you're 15 years old, there's a lot less at stake. Start that crazy business. Yeah. You know, go for it. Give it all. And then, hey, you know what? If it doesn't work out, that's fine. You you learned a whole lot. You'll learn a whole lot, yeah. So what about um, like learning a language, writing a poem, writing, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of a creative experience of something that you haven't, you know, ever done before, but you always wanted to write that sci-fi story or, or that novel or whatever it is, or, you know, try your hand at poetry. Yeah. I mean, and we have several summer classes that uh, – offer that sort of, a sort of experience. And, you know, my, my wife is, is teaching uh, a couple of classes over the summer art classes uh, with Kepler, but she's also doing some stuff here in town. Right. Mm. And she's, you know, she's telling people, Hey, if you want to learn how to bind books, then, you know, come join me. And, you know, there's stuff like that happening all around you, wherever you're listening. Um, yeah, to try, to try something a, a little more on the, on the wild side for you as far as what, uh, what academic and creative expression might look like. It's just too bad that uh, National Novel Writing Month is in November. November, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, talk, this, this isn't meant to be, or, or this wasn't a pre-planned plug, but I guess it'll be a plug for your wife's class, oh, you know, on, on the book binding. <laughs> but, um, you know, trying to find somebody who actually does book binding, like real, like some of the old book is very mm. difficult. There's only a few people actually in the U S who actually do it still by hand. Right. One of them, there's a couple of these Dutch brothers, uh, not the coffee place, but they're up in Spokane, Washington, ah. and they've got this big old house and, and they've got, you know, they, they do all these books. I've had a few of them done there and there's a place in Tennessee. Um, but what a fun experience to learn about the craft of book making. That would right. be just a cool, you know, just as, as a side note. And there's a class this summer that, <laughs> that, that talks about it. Um, all right. What about, let's get techie here, building a website, learning to code, doing design, you know, stuff like that. There's all kinds of like apps uh, on online today that are free or inexpensive right. that students could learn these things. Absolutely. And, and, you know, th- those, those tools are easy enough to find. I know several, several Kepler kids who do mess about with those with one degree of seriousness or another, but then this also touches back on the internship stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, like any kind of geek, because you and I are, are are geeks of one sort or another. Uh, programming geeks also enjoy yeah. dis- having disciples, right? Yeah. Yeah. Having like seeing the the light in the eyes of someone younger for the thing that you love. I can guarantee you that if you want to get into programming, you can find a programmer. Yeah, so, there's somebody <laughs> who's going to be excited about that. Well, so far, all the things that we've talked about really are um, they're just ideas about. How do you explore your own interests? Not, you know, so, so some of the summer classes are um, are actually class structured, but they're structured in, in a completely different way than our, you know, regular academic year. Right. But there's also lots of opportunities just to explore the things you're interested in, whether it's in a job or an internship or just 
I'm going to, you know, take some time every day to write that novel or, or uh, play around with poetry or learn to code. You know, those are the kinds of things that, um, you know, summer's the time to do those kinds of things that you've always wanted to do, but you just got too much homework or sports or things that you're doing. That's right. Play plenty, rest plenty, but whatever you do, don't do nothing. Don't do nothing. <laughs> well, I'll throw out a couple of things here as we wrap up. Um, a few other things on my list that I just thought of, you know, just you know, think about learning to weld, yeah. make, make furniture or woodworking, uh, horse ranch. I just recently learned, uh, up in Viola here locally, and I'm sure they're around the, the country that there is a, um, what they call a rescue. It's like this rescue ranch. Mm -hmm. So horses that, uh, are, you know, too old to, to be ridden or be worked with, but they, they rescue them, they take care of them and they send them out to adopt, you know, to adoption families, Amazing. but they take volunteers. So there's an intern opportunity. There are actually a couple of Kepler students at horse ranches over the summer. Oh yeah. yeah. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, summer camp, you know, those are always fun op opportunities as well. But again, all we wanted to do is just throw out some ideas and some thoughts to say, you know, explore, play, you know, build your own workshop this yeah. summer. You know, it's been a, it's been a great year of, uh, of classes at Kepler and, and, you know, the community of students. Uh, and, and now as summer comes having a little focus on play, hopefully one of the things that can, that can do for you as, as you mature into a playful, creative person is that you're going to bring that into your academic work next year. Yeah. Right. And to realize, oh, you know what I've been, I've been assigned this 600 page book awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play around with this thing. Yeah. How fun is that? Well, and there's this, uh, uh, syndrome that they call it in, you know, in academia where, you know, that summer slump where you, you know, you have to come back and relearn everything that you lost over the summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These are great ways just to engage in real life, practical opportunities. And so, Last question, and we'll let our listeners go on to their summer break. <laughs> but what, uh, put Joffrey on the spot, what are you doing this summer? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Working a lot? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I am, I am getting to play. Um, so you know, I'm, I'm teaching a poetry class in the summer and, and then some more poetry stuff in the fall. Um, I'm... Right now, I, I, in the summer, I have a book of poetry coming out. Nice. And I'm going to a couple of poetry events as well. Uh, and so that, that does constitute play for me. Um, I think that's really all I have as, as far as that goes. Uh, I'm a rugby coach, but rugby season is, is ending right as summer starts. So we have just a, just a couple more weeks. But I'm going to go off to Seattle and take some of, uh, some of our boys to an all-star game. Fun. And that'll get us off to a, off, off to a bang. Excellent. Well, folks, enjoy your summertime and uh, look forward to seeing you again next year. So long, everybody. 